Thank you for downloading Indie Publishing Voices, where we interview your favorite authors. I'm your host, Lilith Devalier, and today I have Nicola Cameron, author of Trickster and Two to Tango, answering some questions for me. All right, so I'm here with Nicola Cameron. Very excited to be starting this uh, little adventure in technology today. How are you doing, Nicola? I'm Dandy Lilith. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Surviving awesome. the heat. <laughs> uh, so first I was going to start with a little bit of a uh, get to know you. So I've got three questions. Do okay. you have any tattoos? Uh, I have not found anything that I like or hold important enough to permanently embed in my skin yet. <laughs> All right. I say yet. <laughs> I, the day is still young. You never know. So. And what did you have for lunch? Uh, what did I have? Um, a sliced chicken breast with Marie's creamy Caesar salad dressing. Nice. And what are you reading right now? What am I reading right now? Um, I am rereading The Lightning Thief by Rick Rorden because I am I'm working on a, a super secret project. Ah, okay. I read that. That was I liked that one. Yeah, the books are good. I like them. Okay. And so your first erotic romance story was published in December of 2012, and that was the Vanilla Free Christmas Anthology, the Man Love Edition. Um, how did you first find Evernight, and why did you decide to submit to them? I had been thinking about doing erotic romance for some time. I started out as, and I still am, a science fiction writer. Um, and I've been doing that professionally since 1995. But I've always enjoyed writing about sex. And I, I've had to really rein myself in with the science fiction work because there's it's grown up over the years. It's much more adult now, but you still can't really get explicit. And I had seen a number of people on Facebook talking about Evernight, and then I saw their call for the anthology, and I thought, oh, that, that kind of looks interesting. Let's, let's go check that out. And when I read it, I thought, I, this is in my wheelhouse. I can do this. <laughs> so I, I kind of sat down and brainstormed the story behind um, Tied with a Bow, wrote it, and much to my shock, they bought it, and that was my start. All right, excellent. Uh, and then you are an Evernight exclusive author, taking a look at your website. What keeps you coming back to Evernight? They're extremely professional. They are very open with their bookkeeping. Their bookkeeping is transparent. Uh, I like the way that they handle their writers. I like the way that we get feedback and we actually get to edit. Well, not edit, but we get to uh tell them if we don't like a cover okay we don't like this element and they will go back and change it it's not like you just oh by the way this is your cover good luck (laughs) (laughs) but but he's blonde and my character is in blood what are you doing um also frankly i've made a a very nice amount of money with them so far so i'm figuring i will stick with a a horse that works well for me you know Um, and then you have said that you really enjoy combining sci-fi and erotic and erotic romance. What do you think draws you to that fusion of genre? Um, science fiction for the longest time, especially when it started out, was considered to be a very much a, a boys' own clubhouse, and you know, girls were icky, girl cooties. No, 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 you don't want that. As it has grown over the decades it's become much more open and accepting of sexuality. It's become much more open and accepting of 
you know, different gender orientations, gender fluidity, things like that. And I like the ability to play with my characters in a setting that is not restricted to contemporary times. I like being able to write about aliens or fairies or, um, as I'm doing in the Olympic Cove series, Greek gods, mermans, selkies. I like being able to pull in all these disparate mythological or imaginary elements and build a story around it. It's just very satisfying to me because I've always been very much believer of there are things out there. Now, do I know what they are? No. But you look up at the sky and you you look at all those stars and you think we cannot be the only planet in the entire bloody universe that has life on it. There There is life out there somewhere. And I like writing about it. And if they like getting it on with each other, so much the better. <laughs> all right. And can you walk us through your writing process? Usually I will come up with a story concept first. Um, I, I get ideas all the time. I mean, most writers, it's funny, I've talked to them and they'll say, they'll have other people come up to them and say, oh, well, I've got this great idea, you should write it. And they just turn around and say, I have too many of my own as it is. No, go away, please go write it yourself. (laughs) So I'll come up with a concept and I'll play around with it. Sometimes it's not going to work. It's an idea, but there's really no plot behind it. And you know, those all stick in a file sometime, somewhere because they, they may come in handy in the future. But if I get an idea that actually has a plot behind it, I'll sit down and I'll outline. Now, outlining is something I've really actually started doing as an erotic romance writer because as a science fiction writer, I primarily wrote short stories. And you don't really need an outline for a short story, but with the longer works that I've been doing as Nicola, um, you really do need an outline. So I, I outline. And then I start trying to fill out the chapters uh, according to the outline. And uh, sometimes I'll hop around because I know some people will say, well, you start at the beginning and you work all the way to the end. And that's not going to work for everyone. I mean, the important thing is you have to get the words on the page. And no matter what you have to do to get the words on the page, if you hop around in in the outline, that's fine. If you start from the beginning and work your way to the end, that's fine. If you write the ending first... And work your way back. Whatever gets the words down, that's that's totally cool. So uh, that's one of the things I really found helpful about having an outline. It allows me to bop around. Although it, it's funny, when I get to the end, a lot of times I'll, it'll turn out that something I've written ahead of myself in the story, I'll get to that point point. it's like, I can't use this. Okay, never mind. Put that in the cut file. So um, I work on this story, get it finished, put it to one side so I can work on something else, and it kind of lets my, my brain cool down, you know, and, and that way when I sit down to edit, I'm looking at it as an editor and not a writer. Uh, and I've been doing this long enough that I'm actually gotten pretty good at just shutting off the writer side of the brain and looking at this as someone else's work and I need to cut it into pieces and make it actually saleable, you know. And so that's basically what I do. I do that. I have a couple of beta readers who are really solid at giving me good feedback. I'll send the stuff off to them, incorporate their comments, and then it gets submitted. And that's pretty much my work process. Okay, excellent. And what do you think your biggest challenge is as an erotica author? I tend to write male-male romance, and one of my biggest challenges is making sure that my characters 
are male. Uh, I, I've read, and I completely, in fact, I think we've talked about this at one point before on Facebook. I've read how a, a lot of gay men are not too terribly thrilled about the idea of women writing male-male erotica because their attitude is, you're not a guy. And you're writing this as, well, there's a guy, and then there's a chick with a dick. And we find this fetishizing and offensive. And I ha- my, my best friend is gay. I have a great, and I, this sounds like, you know, oh, my, oh my, I've got gay friends. But, <laughs> the, okay, so I've got friends of, of all gender preferences, and I'm, my attitude is human sexuality is a spectrum. Wherever you fall on it, that's fine. If you're gay, if you're straight, if you're A, if you're bi, if you're, you know, gray, whatever. Totally cool. When I write my characters, however, I want them to be male. Okay, I don't want to be writing chicks with dicks. I will go and talk to my best friend and say, okay, is this what a guy would say to his boyfriend? You know, would two guys talk like this? I really, my goal is to write a story that A, is entertaining, and B, is true to the characters. I don't want to come up with unrealistic or offensive characters. So that, that is my big goal whenever I write a male-male erotic romance. I want, I, I want my best friend to be able to pick this up and say, oh, I may do this this weekend. This sounds good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Great answer. <laughs> Please join us back at Indie Publishing Voices for part two of this interview. If you would like to be on the podcast, please email me at lilith.devalier at gmail.com.